boinky, 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 boinky. Yay! <laughs> Happy Wednesday, people! Yeah, okay. Woohoo! Oh my gosh. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby the Goon. And I'm Audrey Watley. I think that's my name, right? <laughs> I was going to say, who am I again? What's my name? Oh, my name is Audra Watley. Oh, I, I, I know, <laughs> but every time you say Watley, I always want to say it in a British accent. Watley. 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 I probably, okay. if I was you in a room, I probably would be British. Mm. You would just come across with that accent. I would, absolutely. <laughs> I would absolutely be Audra Watley. Audra Watley. And that would, be, that would be what happened. Audra. Audra. Yeah. That's so much more fun. I did. <laughs> it would be kind of funny if we like actually play, I mean... I'm hearing that we sound semi-similar on recording, which I would imagine would be extremely difficult to listen to a podcast of two people sound exactly alike. Well, that's what's inside of a Gemini's brain. It's the same person talking, but different voices, sort of. Right, so really. why can we not go into a public <laughs> setting and imitate each other? And like, you can be me, and I could be you, and I could be British for a day, and you could be a monkey? <laughs> You're a monkey? I don't know. I don't know what I am. <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't think there are words to describe me. Except I do make I do make is that your monkey? Man, you're terrible. No, you're a, a terrible it Abby. Wasn't. It was not a monkey. What was that? I don't know what it was. It sounded like a wing bat or something. <laughs> wing bat. Right. Like if I think um, monkey, I go, Hur-hur-hur. like think of Curious Hur-hur. George. Hur-hur. Yeah. Yeah. Not like they're orangutan, you know. I, you know, it's the end of Wednesday, and I'm Wednesday. I can't even get it. When, <laughs> when, <laughs> All right, the end of Wednesday, and I can't even finish getting words out of my mouth. <laughs> Is that where they come from? I don't know. I don't know. I, we could just use our I think brains. they come from my brain, and they're supposed to come out my mouth, but they're not coming out my mouth. <sighs> but they this might. is what happens when it's the end of the day. Yes. I know, but you know what the fun thing is? Is that when we've been dialing into when we've had to do podcasts, we've had different things come up here or there, and the energy just wasn't right. Yeah. And, you know, I the thing, cool thing is, is that, I don't know if I told you this before, but I've been doing, like, this thing where, you know, when I have a client that comes late, or they have something that, you know, they have to miss schedule, or... You know, and obviously retrogrades in play of all the quirky, like whatever. But when, you know, something like that happens, I go, hey, it's totally fine. We, like, all will happen as it needs to be when we are supposed to be there. Like, if we're supposed to be there at that designated time, woohoo, like, that is when we're supposed to be. And if it had to get missed, then we were in alignment to see each other at that time. And then I, it's amazing on the relief that people feel when they hear that mm, yeah like they're actually like oh, oh everything in perfect timing what yeah well and then it's just that like memory of it like is super fun and then on top of it then you get into you know hey by the way like you know when you're running late and you know hey you got stuck by a bus or you know hey like this whatever you know, did you ever honor the path like the universe is putting you where you're supposed to be in that place and time? It's okay. And so then they're like, so if I'm five, ten minutes late, I, it's okay because I'm supposed to be here as as I am, exactly as I like I, I am. And I was like, yes. 
I say, as long as you communicate, at least in my world, as long as you communicate. Yeah. Don't be like, just, I was going to say, if you just, you know, you know, if you're always running five or 10 minutes late and you're just that person that's always late, well, you know, at some point it just gets to be like, okay, do you not respect my time? Oh no. I always text you because I'm, I am the one that ends up being late. And it's the sad part is, is even when I actually do leave on time, stuff happens. Oh my God. It's so weird. Yeah. And it's crazy, and it's just ridiculous. I just can't even, I can't even think about it. Okay, so this, was it last week I texted you that I wanted to introduce uh, the podcast with the game? And um, Did we talk about that last we, time? I, I mentioned it. We were it. supposed to do it last time, and we did not do it last time. And so then I reminded you that... Um, I reminded you that that's something that I wanted to do to start like start off by play on words. And what I mean by this is, is like, it's like, okay, we're going to both say a couple words that come to mind. And then you obviously, you know, if you think of like lady and then like someone will think bug or finger or whatever. And like, you just say, what the other person's thing is, but hold on, I have to come up with my words because I can't think off the cuff like you can. I was gonna say, uh, if you want me to just come up with words, I'm gonna like just pull random things from around the room and be like, <laughs> "What are you gonna say about the spiky ball?" <laughs> You'd be like, "What?" Well, <laughs> but see, that's the thing is like you have to you have to think of like a word that's like a two like a two worded thing, and then you just. You know, it could be anything. It could be anything. But what? What? What's the face for? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, she's so excited. Look at her now. Okay. Are Great. you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Pool. Party. Rose. Colored glasses. <laughs> Egg. Ooh. Ew. 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 It's not, it's not a word. It's not. Egg, ew. Egg, ew. Snooty. <laughs> Ice. Cream. Okay. And then boat. Boat? Yeah, boat. House. Okay. Yeah, I would have done boat house. Okay. So we're not terrible. <laughs> so okay. Just, okay, my turn. Your turn. Um, ball. Socket. <laughs> Basket. Ball. (laughs) (laughs) Meat. Cheek. I have no idea Are you just trying to run? No, Um, I just, I go straight. I would say meat, I wouldn't say meatball. I would, but obviously that's what came out. But, okay. Yeah. Meat (laughs) stick. Meat (laughs) stick. Club. House. Mm. Uh, Palace. Princess? I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, let's see. National. Security. Okay. I think that was a movie. How many more? That's, I think we're done. I think we're done. I'm like randomly just going, look, it says meet Abby Pagoo. There's National Academy of Sports Medicine. Oh, oh there's a ball. Look, there's <laughs> pounds. That oh, was going to be nice. the nice one. I like tools. <laughs> Cheater. I'm like randomly just pulling uh words off the wall behind you. <laughs> you stinker. 
You're such a cheatskate. I'm just kidding. Well. It didn't record anyway. No, it did. It did record the whole thing, and we're still recording, and everything's fine. And the mic went off for temporarily, and now we're back on, and it's fine. So you might have had like a... We're getting glitchy. Ah. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that I didn't really realize until like we were talking yesterday was that we're like really close to the end of the year. I know. And it's getting closer and closer. I'm just waiting for like cool weather. I'm like, oh. yeah, I need the, right. I need the breakdown. And right now I think anything that's below a hundred is a gift. Yeah. And really, oh, oh my gosh. yeah. But I have noticed that like in our, in my discovery of realizing, oh my gosh, we're going to have like an animal totem ceremony coming up. That like really <laughs> got me kind of excited. I have totally been feeling more fire energy and tapping into it little by little already yeah. um even though i'm still in the clouds of my air but at the same time i'm also feeling some of that starting to spark and um get like ignited i guess in yeah. a sense um but what's really interesting was like how fast the time has gone and how many people are aware of how fast time is going but a lot of people aren't being able to like process mm -hmm. the speed um, right. because I think so much of like how our world was so physical and so third dimensional that we had more time for processing and now there just weren't so many layers to process or at least that we were consciously aware of process i feel like there's like a whole nother abundance of a library to which we are just now unfolding that mm -hmm. we didn't have before like almost like finding a secret passage in the wall that goes to a secret library we didn't know about and then <laughs> we're like walking into it and then it's just like these this abundant source of information that we're just just now going like welcome to the introductory course of the mystery boxes like, I'm like, 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 I guess I was the librarian all along. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I guess. Named Aldra. Aldra. Aldra the librarian. Okay. That's but, fancy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but speed. I mean, the speed is crazy fast on how things are it, going. Yeah, I was gonna say it's been it's been really intense. Um, and you and I are on the same the same direction on the medicine wheel this year, so. For me, it's like there's just been so much up in the air. You know, it's like when you're in a, an air element, it's like, yes, it's higher thinking, it's higher processing, it's it's being able to see from a bird's eye view and all of that sort of mm -hmm. stuff, which is fantastic. But then getting that grounded to where you can do anything with it takes something. Right. And, and um, I'm struggling with the putting things into action, which I am starting to feel... Um, the pull, the, the, the right? pull of the yeah. fire energy of getting things done and getting lots of things done and, and that sort of stuff. So yeah, but when, clearing out the stuff that doesn't work. Very much so. And what I found is this was an interesting year for me, like really more of an eye-opening lesson of okay, here we've got you know air to which you know has been our kind of main element elemental focus for the year. What I would what I found so interesting was that in tapping into air it really puts you like more in the clouds or more into um 
you know, here you're like, you're just a little, I feel a little more like a fairy or safety or whatever. And you know, it's not that I'm not being productive and not getting things done, but it's like my mind process is different and it's not as laser focused and simple as it normally is. And so when that occurs, it's different for me. I'm not used to having that and I'm not used to just in some instances, not care. Yeah. Now I, and I get that. And I, like I said, I think that's just part of all of the, you know, it's a, it's, it's a airy year for us. And, um, sometimes it's not even important to care about those, the things being up in the air. It's like allowing it to be up in the air and just allowing whatever processing, um, that needs to be done just to process on its own. You don't necessarily have to have, um, conscious awareness of all of the stuff. It can be up in the air and, um, we don't even have to be, we, we don't even have to like really think or process on that processing, just allowing it to be up in, like I said, up in the air. That's, that's part of the air element. So we now have puppies on board. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We had, we had a little puppy distressery. Distressery. Yeah, we had a puppy distressery. He's like, how dare you not let me in? I know. I I now renamed him Dopey Gills. Dopey Gills? Dopey Gills is the primary name that I use for him. Um, And it's it's more of my, like, love and affection name, like, hey, Dopey Gills. Whoa. That's why I was trying to get her by herself. What, What kind of retrograde is this, children? See, and I we had an incident like this earlier today where I had to completely remove Presley from well, this, it. This is just, just play sounds. Can't. Yeah, it is play sounds, but he just gets so excited and he wants to play, and she's just not in as much of the mood. And then he's like, but, but this is her play. Yeah, this is her play voice. Right. Earlier it wasn't. Yeah. Earlier she was she's telling like, him, "I'm done. You've got to stop." Yeah, and that's and it. if you don't listen to Big Sister, which she's not even Big Sister. <laughs> I'm excited to see, you know, like my husband was supposed to come with us last year and everything had lined up that he was going to. And then last minute it just fell through. And now I'm very excited that this year that that has very much higher potential of actually occurring. So he made it to the one before that though, right? No, he's this, he's never been. I, I thought he made it to, um, the one that my mom was at, or was that just you? That he made it to the one that you're, um, so yes, that was the, two fi- years the, fina- ago. the financial one that was last year. Nope. There was, um, I guess it wasn't him. Maybe it was somebody else's husband. Maybe it was Alicia's husband. Miles the made, it, Miles made it to last year. The one that was at my office. Miles made it to last year, but he hadn't gone to the one that was at your office. So the one that was last year, Miles was at. Yeah. And then he, Miles was not at the one in your office. The only... Was that your first one? That was my first one. Okay. And then the second one was last year's. And and that's when um, Rudy was supposed to make it with us and then couldn't. So this will officially be his first one. 
which I'm so excited about because I'm really more curious on what element he's going to be drawn to. Yeah, you know, and I always find it interesting because it's like a lot of couples that come, they end up, they just want to sit next to each other. So they don't really dive into and, and pay close attention to, Oh, no, you know, I'll what be is taking it? a step back and I will be amused and entertained for hours. Yeah, but but it's like, you know, the, the husband just wants to sit next to the wife kind of thing is usually how it goes. And I'm like, no, 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 you go find your own element. Mm-hmm. And if it ends up in the same place as us, okay, whatever. But Which I will most likely remove myself and head into the kitchen as he scopes around and feels his his way through things. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably be like stepping back, whispering in your ear and giggling at him, figuring yeah. out where he's comfortable because he's going to make quite a few faces that are entertaining. And uh, yeah. And then, of course, you know, after going through the experience, Seeing what comes out because that part I think will I, I don't know like sometimes he's not he's not very visionary even though he still very much can predict and plan ahead but at the same time it just be very interesting to see what comes out and presents itself um, and that just ends up being I know Daisy Duke he just do, 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 yeah but I don't know what he ran out with that's why I was like uh was there something in his mouth that wasn't supposed to go? I don't know. No, it was, a, it was, I think it was his little watermelon toy. Okay. So, but who knows? Yeah. But it, it, it will be very interesting because I think sometimes even when we think someone's on a certain path or a certain, certain journey or what place they are, we, it's only what we can perceive really or what, what we're picking up. But then, you know, sometimes there's a lot more going on and we just don't know until... Well, the beautiful thing about, you know, the, the kind of, you know, elemental ceremony that we do, um, there's no wrong place, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone goes through, you know, everyone goes through fire, everyone goes through water, everyone goes through air, everyone goes through fire, right? It, there's no right or wrong. Um, and when um, the shaman that leads it, her name is Laura Shikoski, and Every year, for people that are new, she she does that explanation in the very beginning to to kind of get them familiar. And then she says, "Go sit across from the place, you know, directly opposite from the place that's the most comfortable for you." So it's like get you out of your element to start with, mm-hmm. and then you have a full year in the element that leads up to the one you're most comfortable in, which, which I find fascinating um, just to kind of be with it. And I I was looking at it, and I want to say that. Uh, coming into a fire year, I've been around the I've been around the circle four times. So I've been with her for sixteen years, mm. and this will be my seventeenth and my fifth fire. <laughs> what happened to you during your other fire experiences? Um, my first one, I was engaged, and um, gosh, I mean that had to have been. Four scores and seven years ago. 2007 or 2008. <laughs> I'd have to sit down and look at a calendar to sort That's out like really what scores. year it was. 2008 was when really was born. So, um, you know, it's like a lot, a lot happened that year as far as, um, you know, just making changes. And I had, you know, gotten my own office in um, Old Town McKinney and that didn't go well but at the same time it's like there was expansion there was growth but at the same time it was it was a learning process we'll just leave it at that um 
And then, you know, the earth element's always really, really grounding for me. And at first, it's really, really amazing because it feels so good after coming out of fire because fire is usually so fast-paced and so busy and so much expansion that when I finally get to earth, it's like, oh, it's like sitting on a mountain again. Like sweet relief. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh, I can finally breathe. I can finally slow down and you know earth isn't necessarily mountains but at the same time it's like, air. it's like i can smell oh. the air and actually feel it come in my body i can get grounded again right. you know that sort of thing it's it's you know sometimes like being in the forest like just yeah calm um but earth years for me can get really really heavy mm-hmm. you know just kind of like to, especially towards the end of it i'm like oh am i ever gonna make any progress um, just because it's like it's so grounded and it's so heavy for me. Sometimes it, it feels, um, oh, what's the word I want to say? It, it feels slow. It feels like I'm just kind of dragging myself through it towards the end of it. And then water for me is probably my favorite because water is so just like, you know, rocking oh, back and so forth. so much and about myself with the water. And it's just, for me, it's probably my favorite element. Um, and I like air. Air is what I would consider, at least from a Native American perspective, air is my, my home element, right? That's that's more um, what I originally associated with. But, you know, the more I spend time in the water, the more I'm like, oh, this is just so I, I mean, my, fa- that, my favorite so far has been water. Mm-hmm. I had a lot. I mean, I had, even though there was a lot of learning to go through about myself within water, it was always about, you know, the adaptability and, like, letting go and just kind of keeping Going things fluid. Right. <laughs> and, like, for someone that's always been very classic type A, organized, you know, even, like, even OCD tendencies were released during water completely. Mm-hmm. So, like, and it, sometimes it's kind of funny because, you know, if I hear someone saying that they have massive OCD, I'm like, have you spent a year in water? Because you won't have a bunch. Like, you yeah. know, like, just kind of in that mindset where <laughs> I very much enjoy air, but with air, I almost t- feel too fleety and too distracted to the point where it's hard to focus. I have to put extra effort into focus, and I don't like being that Spacey, yeah. So and like that's been and like and it's not that it's like okay, there's fun, there's really really fun parts of air that mm-hmm. I absolutely have loved and been like woohoo, yay, like and, and it's I love, fine. But I, I do love think all I, of the like you know higher kind. Not it's not even like higher concepts. It's, higher it's just kind of like you know bringing stuff in from the cosmos and all of the amazing information. But then you know it's it's almost like being ADHD. You can't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah and so and I think I've driven my like husband crazy this I it, there are a couple times where he looks at me like you are not making any effing sense because I will say something and yeah. then he'll be like did you even put that together and I'll just kind of be like not really and then I just give up and I'm like ah, I'm like bye <laughs> and then he just kind of looks at me like what the hell's wrong with my wife like you know like I think there was a disconnect. Yeah. Like, where'd she go? Did she just hit Blondesville and her hair is getting darker? Like, you know, like <laughs> and that's kind of how I felt about it. But I am like, I was thinking of like, oh my gosh, it's like always like countdown to the new year. Well, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, that feels forever away. Like Christmas, the holidays feel forever away. But then as soon as you 
I even just looked at you the other day and was like, oh my gosh, Animal Totem will be end of October, early November. Holy crap. Yeah. And I just... I'm like, I'm just getting excited. I'm like, after today, four more Wednesdays and I'll be in the mountains. Four more Wednesdays and I'll be in the mountains. Yay. Yes. Even Presley's excited about that. Woohoo! And he's not even going. I know. He, yeah. Grumpy Gills has to stay home. Grumpy Gills. Grumpy Gills. Aww. But it's not because he's so. grumpy. It's just because his face is mm. falling off of his face. It's just droopy. As you say, it's it's all the heat. It, it's he's just the chocolate. And he's so a droopy. His face is melting. He's droopy. <laughs> it's droopy gills. <laughs> his face is melting because it's so hot outside. Yeah, and he's he just and he seems. That's what to, happens when you get a basset hound. <laughs> and he seems to still be gaining more wrinkles. Like usually puppies fill into the wrinkles and they go away, dissipate. But no, his face is getting more of them. Like. There's even a part of his cheek that rolls over, and you don't know if it's part of his ear or anything else. And actually, that last whimper, you know what it reminded me of? He's by the doggy door, just decided, like, he was walking or something. He got stuck by a toy. Completely harmless. There's no way the dog got hurt. Like, there's no way he got hurt whatsoever. But then, all of a sudden, he, like, whatever. And we just looked over and said... Oh my gosh, Presley, are you, he was crying hysterically, like as if like he had just had a toe cut off. And we go over to check on him, and like nothing is wrong. So then we're just like, huh, that's strange. And then I, I just looked at Leo and go, oh, I get it now. And she's like, what? I go, crying all the time. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> you get to know the mood of hound dog. Crying all the time. And I was like, oh, I get it now. And then she looked at me and she's like, what? what? And then she's like, oh, God. And she's like, is that going to be a thing? She's like, I have no idea. And then the next day, like, Rudy was just standing right next to him. Didn't even do anything. Like, didn't even move. And then he just went, ur, 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 like, whatever. And we were just like, and I go, there he goes. Get a little Come rabbit. On. Yeah, he's no friend of mine. <laughs> Bow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. And he even sleeps like he's drumming to Elvis Presley music, yeah. which is hilarious. So. Right, his little paws just get it going, and it's like, yeah, he just can't, he can't help himself. But I know. But it's like that's why you should check out Abby's Instagram because there's got to be a picture on there somewhere. Not Instagram, but TikTok. Isn't there I don't, there is it. There is a TikTok. There is a TikTok of him dancing. I don't think yeah. it did very well in its viewage capacity, ah, which okay. is disappointing. Yeah. Because he was literally on beat. He was literally on beat. Yeah. yeah. And it was entertaining. It was totally entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm also one of those people that can totally watch like puppy videos for like 10 minutes straight. I, and I have, and I get I, those feeds. I do too. I get lost in the, the reels that are nothing but dogs. You know, doing crazy I things. Do, I do have to say that, like, when I when I feel the tension of humanity, like, humanity and, like, all of the shifting and the stress and, the, and just, ugh, the it's, it's a lot. Up. It's a lot, right? But one of the things that I actually find peace in, and it's not social media, like, I don't, like, you know, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, I still feel like, <clears throat> but when I go and I see reels, but regardless of it's reels from Instagram, reels from Facebook, or reels from TikTok, 
they make me like humanity again. Like I just, you know, people are, you know, showing a side of themselves to be free. Not the angry ones, like the, the happy, you know, even the pranking ones or even just show like the affection they have towards their animals or the different challenges that they'll do. But I mean, like there's just these different reels that just make me feel like, you know, I like it that there's a sense of where they you take off the shield of the individual and it's like you can just see people's spirit and mm-hmm. interacting with other people, especially when they do like du- duets. And I'm not talking about the duets where they watch reactions. I'm talking about like the duets where, you know, it's like somebody starts um, a music chain mm-hmm. like with a pet, pet or something and then somebody else plays a saxophone. So then they chime in and then somebody else chimes in and then all of a sudden you've got 20 different musicians of different sounds that have added their spin their piece to it right, right? or like or even like you get the person that just is ridiculous and everybody <laughs> like is making fun of them for whatever reason and then they go on and you know they've added on a clip of something funny like the dog walking through and then it you know attaches to something and then they like all of a sudden it's like this bigger ordeal but i mean it just shows the creativity of what we are as human beings Mm -hmm. and what we bring to the table and so much of people just shut that down and shut that out and they just don't leave time for play right and i feel like when we do that we're not expressing and we're not creating and like that's what we're supposed to be here as creative beings is like mixing mingling with other people and I think we get so serious and all of the, we have to do, we have to do, we have to do. And the reality is most of it, we don't have to do. We think we have to do. Right. Because we don't feel secure if we don't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, for the most part, most of it is not a have to. It's a choice. Right. You know, I, was, I had a client the other day um, that had some very like traumatic uh, childhood, very traumatic upbringing. To the point where she really just put on, you know, she put on the hat that she needed to be to get through before she could process anything. So yeah. it was almost like she was in zombie mode and like didn't even really know or remember any of her past because she just had to get through it. And then once she got through it, it was like, oh, finally, like shed the skin, but at the same time not realizing some of the, um, the trauma that related experience. Like she could identify it. And she could, you know, be like, hey, by the way, you know, X, Y, Z. But at the same time, she didn't really fully understand some of the depth. And, you know, there was a conversation that we had that was about really focusing on belonging. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I kind of, I very much reminded her that a lot of our misconceptions of belonging is, is really just that some of the physical world experience and some of those traumas, like it was, you know, a sense of brainwashing somebody to make you feel like you don't belong to which then you stay in your cage and you're not expressing yourself and getting out there and doing what needs to be almost like in, and the reason why I say it that way is because in her experience, Everything of where she was raised in and the environment to which she was raised in was all fear taught Mm -hmm. from a child right off the gate. It was like, you, you know, if you don't do the wrong thing, lightning will strike and kill you. Like that kind of environment to which 
that is where it was, you know, it was a, it was a forced way of manipulation. It was a forced way of control. And, you know, that's when we went in to have the conversations about different religions and different concepts and different groups and all of these, all of these different things that are accessible and how we have this way where, you know, even though you can have religions that can have a very positive effect of enlightenment and getting you closer to your abilities and your being and who you are, but at the same time, how much of the rules are from the physical world created to keep you in a centered box kind of way? Like how much of that, are you opening yourself up or are you being hindered? Yeah. And it, it, it kind of even goes back and reflects into the way that children are raised now versus the way that children were raised a hundred years ago. It's like the, you know, it's like you put the fear of God in children a mm-hmm. hundred years ago because it's like keeping them afraid, kept them safe. Right. Right. Where now it's like, nobody wants to scare their children half to death that they're going to be beat within, you know, <laughs> it, and religion did the same thing. It's like it treated, you know, they treated their prisoners prisoners is that the word yeah yeah. um as if they were children and you know it's like if you're not afraid of everything so that you do everything that you're told to do then it's dangerous for you right that was the message that was gotten and it's like so um anyway that aside it's like you know i i'm glad that religion at least some religions are starting to be like wait a minute that's not the message that we want to sin. That's not really the truth of the matter. We don't need to scare people into submission. Right. It's like we need to um, empower them and you know allow them to have that own personal connection with um, higher whatever, power. whatever higher power. Um, but what I was going to say earlier when you were talking is one of the courses I did years ago, it talked about the core conversations that shift our being when we're very young. So those young age conversations, the very first one is like, you know, before a lot of us even have uh, significant language, we go, something's wrong here, right? And so it's like we start out our life with like, wait a minute, something's wrong here. And then a few years later, we come across another conversation in our head that goes something like, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. You know, and then a few years later, it's like there was another one. And then the fourth one in that series usually happens to kids between the ages of eight and 12 of like, I, I need to, I need to get away from this. Right. And so it's like, we start out with that. I don't, that I don't belong here conversation very, very early on. And it happens to all of us. It's like in the back of our consciousness, in the back of our subconscious. Yeah. But the question is, where is it stemming from? Is it stemming, is it stemming from you know, our original origin from when, before we come down in our physical experience and the identification, is it, um, being the fact of like, okay, in my situation, in my childhood and trauma, those were the radars that actually kept me safe. They were the radars that protected my life. It's the only reason I survived the insanity that I did. And, you know, and, and I even think that, you know, this one person, that we were reflecting on in that way. It was like the same for me in that way. And even though, you know, each of us go through it differently. It, it, and it's, it's, it is that identification of that, you know, I had, um, a session with Maze the other day 
And it was funny because she had gotten some new additional certifications, which were exciting. And, you know, and as soon as she said, like, you know, time, like, lifetime certification, and I was like, oh, like, oh, past lives shit, let's do it. Like, you know, like, I was all excited about it. But I kind of also looked at her, and she goes, yeah, she's like, we might be able to have time for that. Like, we, like she got all excited, and I kind of looked at her and go, yeah, I don't actually think my body's ready for that for probably about another two years. Like, I, there's a part of me that's already saying, er, no, like, not, don't go there. And she's like, she's like, oh, no, let me check, let me check, let me check. Like, because she kind of got excited about it. And then next thing she knew, she checked. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a hard no. You know, like, and I was just like, yeah. Not yet. Like, it's not, it's not a. Actually, we did it. We did that process um, the other day, and. It, it was fascinating because it's like Alicia and I did it. We were in the room together, the okay. three of us. And um, Alicia did it. And, you know, it's like you went back so far with her. And she's like, where's your past? And I'm like, I don't know. It's somewhere below me. And she's like, um, not behind you or off to the left. or, And I'm like, nope, it's below me. <laughs> she goes, well, that's different. <laughs> I was well, like, Audra. And she's like, special. can you push it behind you a little? And I'm like, all right. Well, you know, if you don't want me to rise above my past, that's fine. That's <laughs> like, right. Rising above. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Um, but no, it was a really interesting process. But I, I think that, you know, you touched on something that I want to gloss over is that it's like when we recognize, yes, we have those core conversations that happen and they keep us safe. Mm-hmm. They keep us safe for the time being. But if we're still being safe because of a conversation that we had with ourselves at the age of two or four or six, it's like that's not living as a 40 or 50 or 30 or whatever year old you are, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's having those um, young age conversations rule your life. And so being able to acknowledge it and be like, yes, I remember blah, blah, blah. And it kept me safe then. So how can I pull that in, transform it, let my two, my inner two-year-old or my inner four-year-old feel safe and still move forward, maybe making a different choice? So true. And, I, you know, it's funny because, you know, one we did have a little bit of um, shadow work that needed to be done. Um, but it was really, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what we worked on really was it wasn't even, I, there wasn't even trauma, there wasn't even something really, like there wasn't anything really pressing that mm-hmm. needed to be healed or cleared. It was about dealing with regular life existent goop yep. that just is there and you can't clear it because it still has to be there and exist. And, but I was kept having a lot of like animosity towards it, a lot of irritation, like to the point where it was just like, I like why like I don't normally get sucked into the muck and why am I getting sucked in the muck and I feel like that is hindering me from going to the next level and expanding and whatnot what have you and it was nice because in doing that shift it helped lift um it helped lift the vibration of the muck but at the same time it also kind of gave it like a bumper coating so I didn't have to like really worry about it um, not and like and actually, if anything, I was more excited, more interested in seeing how the session played out during the week because I knew I was going to be engaging in environments to which it would be an irritation. And I went into them and I was like, and I wasn't, I you know, like okay, particular people stood up, spoke, said what they said, which normally would are like me, and instead I was just like, whatever, it's fine, like. But I, but it was interesting because 
I had different vision on because I actually realized, okay, I knew much more where these people were and how, where I was and how different it was. And so it actually gave me a clearer vision of, oh, right, that is part of the old world that you used to play in. And now you've already been creating and developing a whole new world that is quite much more expansive. And they may be touching the baseline of something similar, but they're not even where you are. And it was, and it's not a comparison of like superior versus inferior at all. It was more of like a realization of where I was in my life phase Mm -hmm. and then seeing, oh, oh, hey, I was getting frustrated with the fact of their non-knowing, not my unknowing. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, and that was what was bothering me. It was more of like, okay, because I felt feeling like it was a hindrance for my expansion or growth. Mm. And it really wasn't that. It was more of the fact that I'm, it was me needing to realize that I'm done playing in that world and I have to start thinking of where my next place is and next impact is and who those people are because so let me see if I'm getting let me see if I'm hearing this right okay so kind of what I'm hearing is like you're in the second grade you've completed second grade and it's time for you to move on but you're still hanging on to second grade correct second or at least your classmates in second grade and a little and I I was a little fourth or fifth or whatever it's like it's like you're still trying to stay where you've been because it's where you've been but you've kind of grown and learned beyond that and it's time for you to move on it's like going it i mean it's i wouldn't say second to third grade i'd say more like going from elementary school to middle school or middle school to high school or high school to college yeah you know it's like like you miss the you miss the the space you miss the the building or i don't necessarily miss the building because as we discussed last time i think it was like you just feel like you need to keep going back to the building even though well I do well, I do out of habit, but at the yeah. same time but the thing is it's also it's more of the fact like I would describe it better like this, okay? I would describe it more like you graduated high school, you knew who you were when you were in high school, you knew what you achieved when you were in high school. But then you've gone out and ventured the world, you've learned what you've learned, you've grown, you've matured, etc. You go back for your high school reunion. It doesn't fit. Like they're nice memories, it's fun. But then those people still don't really know who you are anymore. And the, possi- the fact is they never really did know who you were because you hadn't, ter- you hadn't found who you were yet because you were still in the process. Mm-hmm. So it's more of that discovery of, okay, you know, like the people that I associate with on a nor- normal and regular, like they get me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have like, issues with that. But it was like... It was very much like looking through the looking glass, like, okay, they're still playing in high school rules and mm-hmm. they haven't gotten out of to the next level. Yeah. They think they're going to the next level, but really, I mean, they just went for extracurricular activities. So, yeah. and it wasn't, um, and it wasn't, <laughs> it's like they toured the college campus. They didn't stay. <laughs> right. Right. And they might have mastered their classes within high school, but they didn't decide to pursue advanced education. Right. And so, and then like, but this, Mm. but there was always like a hindrance for me with that because I felt like, I felt like there was, 
I don't know. It wasn't like I wasn't being seen. Like like you said, hey, if you've been dimming your light and you've been going into these places, then clearly they're not going to be able to see you for who you are because you've been dimming your light. So, and when I went in today, I did my regular like my regular sense of self, my regular whatever. And if anything, I had way more conversation, way more interaction, more way more, you know, like some I think someone came up to me and was like, "Damn, you're freaking busy." Like, and I didn't even, I was like, am I? Because I, like, I don't actually feel like I'm that busy. Like, you know, but, like, they were just like, whoa, holy crap. And I was just like, well, I guess if I come every other, you know, every now and again, then whatever. <laughs> it makes it look like it's busy. Like, like, I guess, I don't know. Like, but, you know, it was a really nice eye-opener for me with that. And even more so, you know, there was a moment within it because... You know, during my session, I really did kind of tap into, okay, I had to do so much healing with my, with my voice over the last two years, which you already knew about, because I would be a little bit more, you know, calm and not as bold in saying some of the things that need to be said, um, more so because I was just, you know, being polite and other people and they're processing and like, whatever, and I, and I still remain that way. I don't say what needs to be said, even though I can hear and get intel. But when I hear, hey, bitch, you should not let them know that. Don't say it. Like, I listen. You know, and then there's times where it's like, I'm so sorry. I just have to come over and say this. Like, I have no idea what it means, but, like, here you go. And so, you know, like, there was apparently in my, like, inner child, apparently around, like, seven, eight years old, at some point, um... You know, as discovery, it was, hey, when did you start feeling this way? Like you're not being heard or not being seen or not being understood. And I was like, I said, you know, like immediately came through. It was like seven, eight years old. And then I just had a vision of even my family lake house, but standing on a lawn of somebody else's lake house, like someone else's cottage, not in front of ours, but far, not too far from us. And, but I don't even remember Normally, I don't remember where it was wearing, who I was talking to, any of that thing. But what I remember distinctly is I had boldly said something that someone else didn't understand. But it was, and I think that might have been one of my more, like, you know, consecutive channeling. You know, like when children are young, they're open vessels. They just pour through them. And I don't even remember. And the reason why I say that I think it's that is because I don't remember what was said. Where every impact in my life has always been, I remember distinctly where I was, what I was wearing, what position I was in, like who I was talking to, and verbally like what was said back and forth. Like I, my memory just, I, I was born with this insane memory and I just, I have that. But this flashback, no recollection of what was said. All I remember was the feeling and knowing that I had said something that someone else didn't understand. And in return, I had gotten a reaction that made me feel like I needed to suppress my voice and not speak. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened is I probably had picked up on some kind of channel being that that was my happy, safe place, especially when I, in my youth. Which is probably why I was so attached to it in the first place. Which is also why it's so emotionally hard for me to, to not have that 
safe freedom that it used to be in current years realization of ugh, like um but at the same time it's like it's that was such a safe haven for me during my childhood and so no wonder oh hey look channeling came pouring through i said one thing to an individual who was an adult and i think they and i don't think they like they didn't scorn me they didn't punish me like i didn't say anything that was bad but they didn't get it and because they didn't understand what I, my point was it was like ah uh, no like and then that reaction immediately was perceived and then <sighs> shut me in and so i'm starting to realize now okay with my years of being able to be able to dial in and connect and um, have things drop in when they come through and honoring those, you know, I've been able to do it more frequently and um, and have some really good good like transpiring from it. Um, you know, even though it's like it's not about me, it's about this is my purpose. And so it was very nice to have that moment to be able to address like. You know, I didn't, I didn't have any major things that needed to be like cleared out or what whatnot. But it was just a healing that inner child and that perception and mm-hmm. allowing that story to stop being told by myself. Yeah. And I had a similar, similar sort of thing, and I don't remember the the specific. Um, I don't remember a specific time. But it was probably around the same age mm-hmm. and very much similar. And it's it's when I remember, it's like I started to see people like they were dubbed over kung fu movies. Like I would, mm-hmm. you know, it's like what they were saying and who, how they were being, like the information that I was getting, they didn't match. But at the same time, I just thought I was crazy because, you know, if you said something, somebody would be like, no, no, because we didn't talk about emotion. We didn't talk about how people were feeling. We didn't talk about what was really going on with people. You just talked about what was on the surface. I mean, it's the whole like, so, you know, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, everybody down here, they're just fine. I swear, if I hear you, I'm fine. I'm fine, right? And it's like, really? Because that is not fine, right? But, But it was just growing up with that, you know, everybody has their facade that they put on. And it's like when you're seeing past the facade, but then you say something about what's, behind the facade and they want to agree with it because they don't want you to know right right they don't want to or they're not even or they're not aware of it either one yeah and so um but yeah that kind of that kind of thing because children are very perceptive perceptive children pick up on way more than we give them credit for so much more well and you know it's interesting because we had an incident last week you know um kai Mm -hmm. I was getting for a soccer game and you know I I was talking to Maze about this that like you know my kids are intuitively aware but they don't know they're intuitively aware because you know at that age you you don't have the verbal you don't have the concept like it's just it just is the way it is correct and so that's how we as humans have always and should always be but we're not because we think it's adulting to shut it all down right so (laughs) so so when my kids are picking up on something I honor that and I talk through them with it. Um, I may not, you know, my daughter said to me something like, I'm not like you, mom. I can't do the stuff that you do or whatever. And it's like, uh, actually, you, do. Yeah, you can. We all do. However, it just comes out differently. Like, she doesn't think about it too much. It's just yeah. more natural. And hers is more like the dubbed over movie like yours. 
But it was interesting because with Kai, he's so physical. He's so like he's he's just a fiery, fiery physical being. And you know, we get ready for soccer, first soccer practice of the season. We're heading over. Everything's great. Like he's all excited. He's happy. He's got his water. He's got his shoes. He's got he's he's mocking whiskey pie music. Like okay, sure, no problem, buddy. So we're heading all the way over there. We start to get within probably like a city block of practice. And then all of a sudden, he starts having deep breaths, almost like not hyperventilating, but just it's like a wave of emotion just poured through him. And he starts freaking out in the car, like freaking out. And my kid doesn't like do that like especially sitting in a car all mellow yellow like in his own element like and it was like I didn't know if he was drawing into the excitement of practice and the kids that were going to be there and then like some of their nervousness or if there was just a wave of emotion of something he passed through and it just consumed him but I mean it was like a hostile takeover of emotion all of a sudden to the point where he started to be like like I need I need this I need this and I just like hold on hold on to the point where I ended up having to yell to have him hear me because he was so emotionally working himself up into a tizzy that I had to be like can you hear my voice follow my voice take a deep breath calm down like what has happened like like is this yours or you just hit a wave of emotion and he's like I just hit a wave of emotion. I'm like, okay, then take a deep breath and get, like, get your feet back. Like, like, put your feet down. Like, get yourself into your body. Come back to your body, please. And then, you know, like, and then he's just like, okay, I'm here. Like, you know, like, and it was just really funny because, like, I don't even think he really knew what was happening in the moment. But it just, and I could feel it just all of a sudden. He just went up. It just was like he came out of his body for a second, just got into an emotional tumble. And then just. <laughs> panicked and freaked out and then I just said and then I go like as soon as he calmed down I said to him I go all right are you okay he goes yeah and then I was just like and he and I was just like I'm not trying to scream at you I just like you couldn't hear me when you were so upset and like I had to bring you back down and he was just like okay I was like are you in your body now and he's just like yeah I go what was that he goes I don't think I can talk about it and I was just like (laughs) Okay. Okay, then. I said, can you just um, clarify for me, like, was that you getting all riled up, like, before practice and nervous? Or was it, did you just have, like, all these emotions came at you at once? He's like, all these emotions just came at me at once. I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what just happened to me. And I was like, okay. Well, I'm so glad that you identified that. And then, you know, maybe we can talk about this at bedtime. But, like, we've got practice to think about. And, like, woohoo! Like, we're excited about practice. And then he's just like, yeah. And then he went and he had a great practice and everything. But, like, they're like, what the heck has happened? Right. Like, I mean, it almost feels like immediate possession over a child. Like, you know, like, all of a sudden the poltergeist came in. And you're just like, who the fuck are you? Get away from my kid. Like, It's like he's on the rubber raft of the ocean. And a big old wave just, like, titled over him. Totally. Well, and the weird thing is, is that, like, I, like, I could feel it. It's like, get back I, on your raft, kid. Right. I, se- I sensed it come in. And yeah. I felt it come into the car. 
And I also felt like where we had to get it out of the car. And it was weird. And it's like, I don't even know if it was like part of my gut tells me it was a car that was passing by. Hmm. But like at the same time, it was such a quick, yeah. so many things going on that I couldn't pinpoint exactly what it was in wow. that moment. Hmm. So we're still, we're still learning. Yeah. We're still working on it. But you know, when I, I was ta- like, as, as humans, I would say that we are all still learning something. At least you hope so. If you think that you're not still learning, then I would <laughs> say, um, yeah, hello. <laughs> that's, it's usually when you get funny faces from Audra Watley. Or anyone else. It would me too. It's yeah. Apparently. I like, those are the Audra. nasty, those are the, those are my non-bluff faces. Yeah. And my non-bluff faces are very theatrical. Yeah. So you, yeah. you never know. It's really funny, you know, when you say my name that way, because it reminds me of our Australian friends that when it says my name, where she says, you know, text me or whatever it is, and, and then Siri comes back and says, text Audra Schwartley. <laughs> <laughs> Schwartley. And I'm like, who's Schwartley? I don't know. But anyway, it just reminded me of that. I'm so glad. 